We did Thanksgiving. We've done Christmas. Why not do Halloween? Lori Rockin' Camp, Trobotance. I don't know the name of the show. We talk about Hallmark. Two, oh, two fat, two fat gays talk about Hallmark movies. Like I said right there at the top of the show, this is uh, We Are Two Fat Gays Who Talk About Hallmark Movies. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by the goddess of glitz, glamour, gossip, goth, and gore herself, Miss Laurie Roggenkamp. Hello, Laurie. Hello. Uh, today's movie was... Wait, now, I always get the, the, the name wrong, Laurie. What's it called again? You cast a spell on me. You cast a spell on me with the alternative title of... Some Kind of Magic. Some Kind of Magic. We thought it was a Hallmark movie, but now I'm trying to find, realize... I realized when I was watching them all... I don't think this is a Hallmark movie. Yeah, I watched it, and I, I saw some... Actu- there were some actually good actors. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, this isn't a Hallmark movie. Well, also... There's good acting in it. There's good acting, and also, even though it was silly... There weren't like these giant plot holes. Well, we'll get into it, but I do think there were giant plot holes. I just think that they were, they weren't, well, I wouldn't say giant. They were just, it was just a movie with no stakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the movie, oh, let, let's, so let's talk about it. So you usually do a bit, but we forgot to do it for this, for this movie. Well, we both, we both were like, should we? And then we both were like, well, we started watching it already. So yeah, I'd already seen it by that point. Uh, but we usually do that bit where we try and predict, based on the photo, what this movie's going to be about. I don't think I would have predicted it, though. I don't think I would have predicted it either. Yeah, 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 yeah. What it is about... A- I wouldn't have predicted... I wouldn't have predicted... I would have predicted, like, they... I, I, here's the thing. I would have predicted the meeting part, maybe. Okay. But not the magic part. Sure. I would have just thought it was, like, a Halloween... You know what? Here's why we do this. Why don't we do this bit? Why don't we predict what we would have predicted? What would you mm. have predicted? Okay, so you cast a spell on me. The first thing I was thinking about was uh, like a chance meeting. That's uh-huh. obviously like, so I think I got that right. Okay. <laughs> Where it's like they meet and then their eyes kind of mat- meet. And, uh, you know, maybe it's at a Halloween party. Maybe it's at something else. And then they just sort of, the rest of the movie is them sort of being like, you know, this is crazy. I don't know why I'm in love with this person. I just met them. You know, that kind of thing. Which it kind of was a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. But not really. But kind of. I think I would have thought... My guess would have been that she runs a Halloween store. Really? And that he's opened up some competing Halloween store down the street. And they're, like, fighting. And uh, they vow to shut each other down. But then they end up falling in love. And and discover what the spirit of Halloween is all about. Now, by the way, neither one of those was what this movie was about. No, it was about a 40-year-old lesbian and a very charming sexual rapist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who was a sexual assaulter. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Who, yeah. uh, who uh, find each other, who meet at a Halloween party. Yeah. And uh, then the rest of the movie just kind of goes through this turn where... 
you there's like things that are set up throughout the movie that are then immediate like ah well it doesn't matter if that doesn't happen it doesn't matter yeah and also there's that thing that we'll talk about it the one thing i will say that is that that does rhyme with a hallmark movie in that the main character who seemingly might be a nice person will at times act like a total fucking bitch and it just seems like that's part of her charm so uh let's talk about uh this movie because in a lot of ways this what this movie is essentially about is like bewitched uh meets a hallmark movie yes yeah, so jason is jason his name or is it Colin? No, matt matt oh i'm totally wrong yeah so matt is a warlock yeah matt is a magical being yeah that seemingly uses his magic for the most mundane things. Yeah. Like, not the things that you don't even think you need magic for. Yeah. Like, bringing a cup closer to you. Yeah. Like, he doesn't use magic for the big things, like getting him a job, you know, getting him a really nice house or, well, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. fighting evil or anything like that. He just uses it to, like, get the attention of a really shitty barista. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's the thing that I think comes up in the movie. That one of the the questions I had often is that there are very very minor plot details that I'm like, well, if everything is just solved by magic, couldn't you have just solved this with magic? Yeah. Also, um, can we talk for a second about the? Can we get? Can we talk for the, a second about the barista? Because I have a real problem with that okay, barista. Well, let's, it happens right at the beginning. Why don't we just start cutting through the movie here? Okay. Okay. Um, so we see that there's a, a character that becomes more important later, but you don't see him for about the first two-thirds of the movie, is a character. Now, his name is Colin. And he's just yes. like a decent, good-looking, average white guy. Okay? Yes. And he's waiting for his friend at this coffee shop. And the friend pulls up. By the way, the friend is like 6'6 and driving like a tiny, flashy convertible. Which you see him get out of the car towards the end of the movie. And he cannot hide how uncomfortable it is to get out of that car. Yeah, like, like there, there is no way a t- guy that tall would get that tiny of a car. They must have cut it. They must have cut like, a, they must have done it like a thousand times. And he was like... No, or probably just ten times, and he's like, "Look, guys, this is the last time. I don't know what you want from yeah. me, but there's no way I'm getting out of this car and making it look good. Like, yeah, my, it's just my, such a yeah, <laughs> it's such a tiny, tiny car." Now, I will so. say, our hero Matt, who comes by in the flashy car, he is a very attractive man. I will give him that. He's very he has handsome, sociopath, good looks. He has like American Psycho good looks. He is very attractive, right? Okay. And I actually looked up, this movie is five years old, but he's 47. So around the time of this movie, he's about 42. They say he's 35 and I don't, and I buy it. Oh, he looks, he looks really good. And one of the things that I thought was so crazy was the woman that they paired him with mm-hmm. looks like she's slowly like developing a drug addiction like she starts off okay and then towards the end of the movie she just has so much makeup caked on i don't know you're which just one, like are you talking about the love interest or about the woman he's supposed to marry the love interest oh she looks like she is she looks like she is slowly like 
the the magic that empower like that in the develop envelops her at some point maybe like tripped a wire something because she just her hair is all frizzy she just doesn't look good she just looks like she's dealing with a lot well but okay but the thing is though is we're still at the coffee shop we haven't met her yet yeah and uh, uh, but what you do see is a well she we do meet her we see her first she's the first person we see in the whole movie why she's the one who gets up and puts out the Halloween, the shitty Halloween decorations. Oh, I don't think I noticed. I think it's just like, oh, this is just the beginning of the movie. But yeah, she gets up and puts out like and like really weird, like pumpkins, uh, little tiny pumpkins on a soap dish. Like yeah. it didn't make any sense. So, uh, so as uh, Matt is driving up in his super small convertible yellow car, a woman just stops in front of his car and she just thinks he's so beautiful. She has to stop and stare at him. You know? Well, because he made her do that. Oh, he did? Yeah, he waved his hand and made her look at him. Oh, I, I guess I didn't know what this movie was. I wasn't paying that much attention at were that you, point. Did you check out the first part of the movie? Were you were you around for the no, first just No, I just jumped. I was fast forward there. I was like, I don't need to watch the beginning. What, 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 do, do important things happen to the games of movies? Anyway, we see Colin talking to the only person of color that's in the movie. No, there's two people of color. Who's the other one? There's the barista. Oh, that's right. She, and also the woman that Colin is talking to, and I don't mean to be mean about this. I'm just saying that something is going on with the left side of this woman's face. Well. They block the left side of this woman's face. So They hide it with her hair. They hide it. Oh, do you think so? There's something going on with the left side of this woman's face. It's the yeah. friend. I don't know what the friend's name is. I don't know if we ever hear it. The friend. Oh, they do say the friend's name. It's something really boring, like Lacey or something like that. Yeah, Stacy. Stacy. I think. Is it Sarah? I don't know. No, Sarah's <laughs> the main character. The girl. Oh, Sarah is the main character. Oh, yeah, she's okay. a psychiatrist. The then name, maybe it's Lacey. Here's the peer, guys. Do not blame us. The problem with this movie is they they don't say the names of the characters very often. So you forget no. that they rarely, all of a sudden it's just you, they just use pronouns. You only hear their names a couple of times to the point where I heard, I, I realized that they hadn't said her name. And then it was like three quarters of the way in the movie. I realized that they said the main character's name was Sarah. And I wrote it down in red so that I would remember her name is Sarah. They, they rarely say their names. So, yeah. uh, Colin though is a regular, normal guy looking guy. And, he is talking to who I think we're going to say is Lacey. I don't remember what her name is. Yeah, it's, I think it's Lacey. Lacey. And Lacey, one of the only two women of color, he invites her to his Halloween party. Yes. And she's like, oh, I would totally love to go. Yeah, that'd be great. And I can I bring a friend? No, I think she says no. But she's like, if I can bring a friend, though, I'll go. No, she wants to go, uh-huh. and she also wants to bring a friend. Yeah. So she and goes, you think for a second that, that those two are flirting, that Lacey and yeah. Colin are flirting. Yeah, yeah. And you think that, like, the whole reason why she wants to bring a friend mm-hmm. is because, or she she wants to go is because she wants to talk to this guy. Yeah, I, I, yeah that That's makes sense. That's not the case. <laughs> no, not the case. That, that never plays out. So she says, and then she says something weird. My friend is a psychiatrist. Don't hold that against her. Yeah. 
There, there was a weird level of scrutiny of psychiatry. Yeah, because it, it comes up throughout later. This entire movie. Yeah, it comes up later. And it's about this whole thing about how like psychiatrists like like they, there's like a, it seems to be accepted in this universe that psychiatrists are terrible people and that you shouldn't trust them and that you can't find a good one when yeah. you when you need to like there's yeah. a at the end we'll get to it but they you need to find a psychiatrist oh well at this time how are we going to find a good one yeah what then we go in so then she leaves and then Matt walks up and they go into the coffee shop and there is a barista this is the one that Laurie was talking about. The only other person of color in this movie. Yes. Who is so blatantly rude. Okay. But what's so weird is that if you look at it, when it's just, when they're talking, okay, because uh-huh. they're talking in line as they're waiting to get up, they sometimes will cut to her. And so they'll show her talking to the customer mm-hmm. and being fine. But then as soon as they get up, she's on her phone. So she must have picked up her phone right when the other person left. Yeah, and it's just ignoring them, even though they're talking to her and then like doing that thing that people always do when they play with phones, where they laugh out loud and they're just yeah. super engaged in the phone. And and these people are all super polite. Because this happens more than once in this movie, everybody should know, with this barista. They yes. never say anything, right? So then Matt... Our hero. This is when we start to we we start to get an idea. There's something going on here. He reaches out and touches her left elbow, and when he does, this instantly makes her pay attention to them, be an amazing barista, and be in love with Matt. Yeah, she like she like literally, but like in the weirdest like you know that they probably told her like look like you're in love with him, and her way of showing love was like hello. How are you today? <laughs> Just so creepy, weird, like like she was under hypnosis. It was kind of weird. Well, what's funny is that that power would have been more interesting if Matt looked like Danny DeVito or something like that, right? You're like, oh, wow, this must be some power he has. But yeah. Matt, Matt is so incredibly handsome and good looking that I fear that would help. I don't fear. I feel that would happen to him regardless of whether he had magical powers or not. Yeah. Well, he also, like, there's also many references in the movie of, like, <laughs> Matt, Matt could, wouldn't even know what to do uh, without his powers or what to do without his... And it's like, it seems like he's doing okay. He just uses his powers for, like, really minimal things, like yeah. talking to women and you know, like, that's or, or it. like it just seems like out of sheer laziness. Or if there's that's a it. cup, if there's a cup that's six inches away from him, God forbid he. Re- By the way, he's about six six. God forbid he reach over with his super long arms and grab the cup and bring it to him. No, he has to use magical powers to bring yeah. the cup to him. Well, he's so used to being in such a tight space because of his car that yeah. he he can't he can't reach out and and do anything else. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, okay. So that scene happens. They're talking about the Halloween party and Colin, Colin, he's going to go to Colin's Halloween party, right? Uh, he's the, yeah, he's thinking about Wait it. He doesn't know if he wants to go. This just hit me. Okay. We're going to get to a point right now where basically they tell him he needs to get married in a couple of weeks. Yeah. On Halloween, or he'll lose his powers by the time he turns 36, right? Yeah. 
I think I know where you're going, and that's one of the notes I had, too. Because Colin has a Halloween party more than two weeks before Halloween? It seems like Colin has a Halloween party on October 1st. Yeah. (laughs) It just hit me. Like, who would have a Halloween party? I can get the weekend before, right? Okay, that makes sense. Maybe it's on a a weekday or something like that. But, like, who has a Halloween party multiple weeks out away from Halloween? No, I mean that's exactly that's exactly right. That was the that was one of the questions I had. Because it just seemed like it seemed like they were like, oh, it's ways away. And it was like, well then why is this Halloween party? Yeah, why is it happening? Okay, so the next thing we see is a boardroom. Oh, go ahead. Can we talk real quick about the fact that twice you didn't notice it, but twice he has used his powers to get women Mm -hmm. to be to talk to him. Yeah. And then at the coffee shop, Colin even says, you, if you didn't have that power, you wouldn't know how to talk to women, which again is kind of insane because, like you said, he is attractive. Yeah. And he also, and I'm not going to say, look, I think what, I think the power thing is weird, Mm -hmm. but overall, I think throughout the movie, we'll see he's actually a genuinely nice guy. Mm -hmm. Like he's not a, he's not, he seems very charming. Yep. Very nice, mm-hmm. but I mean, nobody calls out that it's like if he uses his powers to get women, that's rape, like that's sexual assault. Well, that and so it's like, uh, wh- where are we going with this? <laughs> I have that written down, but for later during the meet cute scene, yeah, there are elements of rape to it, you know. And, uh, and, and we'll get to that in a second. So now we go to this boardroom and the boardroom opens up and they're oh showing on the screen what might be, looks like one of the worst commercials I've ever seen for juice. Yeah. Right. Which I've never seen a commercial for juice. That's true. Just the idea that there's juice. Yeah. Yeah. But commercial for juice and how this is an amazing juice. And it's a horrible commercial. Like, and they're like that commercial. Is so successful. Everyone is People talking f- about. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, who's talking about that commercial? I, I, I could see if they were making fun of this commercial because it's a a ridiculous. Co- the woman who's playing like the 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 actress in the commercial is ridiculous. You know. Yeah, I could see if they're like, I like this juice, even though your commercial is weird. Yeah. Well, and then what else happens in this boardroom scene? And this, this is to me some weak screenwriting. Is then they have a very complicated conversation. It later makes sense down the line because they don't stop talking about this. But they have this conversation about the business of the juice. Now I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay it out right here. It's not super clear when you watch it at first what's no. going on, but it does become a little bit more clear. And and what's funny, it's not I'm not doing a spoiler. This is, I don't think this is a thing. They're like, oh, we're going to slowly reveal what this is. No. I just think it's just poor screenwriting. So essentially, they own a juice company. And Lori, correct me if I'm wrong here. And there is a competitor of theirs that's not doing well and maybe going out of business. And Matt, our warlock hero, wants to have the company buy out this juice juice business and take over their stores and sell their juice. Correct? Yes. So they have... 
what I assume is one brick and mortar store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they sell the juice there and they want to then buy out more places and sell the juice. And the, and then, but the weird thing is, is that the, the guy that seems to be that, so there's three, there's three factions of the company. Two of those factions, I'm not a hundred percent sure what their job is. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming like marketing maybe, but then one faction is the juice part of it. So they are trying to convince the one faction to expand, but then the other two are on board, but it, it, it so it's just really confusing because no, it's no, like, no, well, no. If the whole company, if this is the company, why is one group the the juice group and the other two are trying to convince him I to didn't go get, for it? I didn't get that impression. What I get, I'm going to do okay. a little bit of a spoiler here because this is explained elsewhere, but not very well, is essentially that there are three remaining witch families, okay? Yes. And that they decided to get together and to protect the witch lineage they're going to get together and then the three families have formed a company this juice company and so there are representatives of each family on the board of this juice company okay and so i think they're deciding about the business uh, this guys this is, it gets they get really into the business of juice here but well because i should let it know what you find out is that they've infused magic into their juice and that's what makes it so special so if there's one that's called like i don't know what the healing one is called but like it's just one juice oh they only it's make not one like juice a, yeah it's not like a mixture of things it's just elixir juice or something oh, okay and it will heal whatever's wrong with you yeah and uh and but so the the kind of the war in the boardroom is and I don't understand why they can't do both because they're magicians, they're witches, right? Yeah. But they're having an argument about whether they should take over uh Matt and his family and his the the family of his in fiance well, she's not his fiance yet, the person they want him to marry. Yeah. Those families want to buy the juice business. Yeah. Then there's one family who we find out is the estranged family of Colin. Colin used to be a warlock, but then 20 years ago decided that wasn't the life for him and left his family. But, well, no, he recently left his family because he was working there for 20 years. He doesn't, he's not magical. Oh, that's right. He didn't have any magic powers. He said he got sick of working, being around his dad for 20 years and having his dad hate him for not being magical. Mm -hmm. So he left the company, and so, um, but then what I thought, so, okay, so anyway, so the board, uh, what I love about that whole thing is, like, so, like, I don't know about you, but there's, like, certain things that, like, when, you, when you're writing, you're like, oh, they really got to know this, or they re- the writers really, sh- the readers really should know this, and it was like, you know that this person was, like, a, was it used to be like a business person because they were like, oh, they should really know the inner workings of this of it, what expansion means. 
And it was like, we don't need to know any of this. Like, this is not an important part of the story. Well, it, it is so. an important part of the story. It is not. You're right. And so let's talk about this right now, actually, because I want to talk about it with you. So the debate in this, and we're going to leave this plot point behind, because afterwards, it comes up here and there, but it's not worth stopping the other story to get back to this. Yeah. Is, so, the one fam, Colin's, the house Colin, even though Colin it doesn't agree with them, his dad and mom... They don't want to buy this juice business. They instead think that the juice business should be bottled. They should bottle yeah. the juice and do it nationwide. Uh, the other two families, which are Matt and a woman named Lizzie, who they want him to marry, uh, they are like, no, because then the FDA is going to get involved. And they're, what are we going to tell them? We put magic in our juice? you know? Yeah. So they don't want to do that. Here's my question. A... Why can't they do both? B, any problems that arise with A, buying the juice factory, or B, bottling the goddamn juice, use magic to solve it. Well, they I, I think you're exactly right. And also, one of the things that I thought was funny was they do kind of argue against themselves throughout the show because, like, they'll offer up an, a problem and then almost immediately offer a solution. Like when the two, when the thought, when Colin's father and Matt are arguing in his office, mm-hmm. he's, they say, Oh, well, we should be bought. We should be focusing on bottling. And Matt says, Well, do you really want the FDA to wonder what's in the juices? And the father goes, Well, they'll just see it as a list of ingredients. We don't have to tell them anything else. Yeah. And it was like, Yeah, that's right. Like that's, you know, like <laughs> that's. Do you That's put, do you right, put yeah. 14% magic? No, but even beyond that, we do learn, even though it never happened, but they mentioned this, that anyone that Matt's dated or anytime a, a witch or warlock dates a, a, a mortal, they, uh, and then they break up, the families erase that person's memory, kind of like Men in Black. This is never done in the in the in the movie. You just hear this. So couldn't they essentially do the same thing? Is if the FDA starts asking questions, just use a spell to erase their memory or to or to believe? Yeah. they saw what they wanted to see. Yeah, or just have them already like agree. Like they could just say you you what you like this product. Well, here like the- in my opinion, like the way that the when when uh, what's her face gets the powers all she has to do is say i want this to happen and it just happens so why can't they just say i want this to happen and it just happens and then also couldn't begin if you just market it as juice like if it's jamba juice or naked juice or you know what uwala juice they don't deal with the fda i don't think not yeah not, that's not, true not like in a uh, drug capacity. naked juice i don't think they have to t- deal with the fda maybe in some sort of other way as food but this is food. But it, but unless you promise this cures everything, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So and then so the father. I I sorry. I uh, I'm a little spacey, so I don't I don't know if you mentioned this already. But the fa- Colin's father thinks that this is somehow a coup. Yes. That they're trying. But then again, this is another thing I'm going to point out. So fa- Colin's father, and then I, I promise we'll, we'll drop this because this yeah. is such a non storyline. But Colin's father yeah. is like it literally at a 10 for a majority of the movie because he believes, and he's so upset with his, his wife that she doesn't think so, but he believes that they, are, that 
They're trying to, the other two families are trying to make a power move. Yeah. So that way they can take majority and then they'll, they'll have to just kowtow to whatever the other two families say. So they're just trying. So they, it's not even that he doesn't agree with the, the expansion. He thinks that this is a power move and it, he, it culminates in, uh, in him yelling at, uh, Matt because Matt wanted to look at the finances. Yeah. of the these three juiceries or whatever and he's like so so and he keeps he, everything every single time somebody says something he goes oh so the deal is basically done which is like how why do you think that so uh so then you you think you know you think this is going to turn into something and then at the end mm-hmm. he um he goes oh you know i really wasn't i really wasn't upset about that i actually mm-hmm. was just more lonely that my son wasn't working at the company and that was it. And that was the end of well, that. That's, that. But, but that's so. the thing is, notice how, guys, we're going to be jumping all over the place because this plot line is so irrelevant to the main plot line. I just kind of want to put a button on it. But what happens at the end, predictably, is the woman that, I mean, you could see this coming from the scene one, actually. The woman that Matt was supposed to marry, Lizzie, reveals that she's actually in love with Colin who is the son of the guy who's worried about the two other factions, and then they're going to get married. How come the dad then? He didn't seem to bother him then. And, that can, the, but, and Matt's family is not like, oh, these two other factions are going to try and edge us out. Yeah. No one's caring at that point. And and there's also like a scene... Uh, okay. There's also a scene where when Matt re- it con- go, goes to his mom to say, I'm losing my powers. I feel like yeah. I'm losing my powers. And he starts saying it maybe uh Colin's father's involved. Maybe he put a hex on me. Yeah. Maybe he maybe he's uh a transferring my powers to Colin. And they're like, and then they go, ah, no, that's not it. Like literally, like just like within the same breath, yeah. say that. And so it's like they set up all this stuff where it's like, oh, maybe there's gonna be a battle where Colin because yeah. Colin and Matt are best friends. Maybe they're going to be put pitched against each other. No, nope, nothing like that. Not not a single thing. So the whole that whole like thing totally resolves itself. And to even put a more ridiculous button on it, at the very end of the movie, we find out that maybe Colin does have magical powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like everything is coming up roses. Nothing matters. But uh, so uh, but the, see that's what I'm saying is that the thing that frustrates me about this movie. Is there's I thought there were some good parts, but the thing that frustrates me about this movie is that there are no stakes. They set things up and then no. almost immediately go, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. There are no stakes in this movie. Now let me go to the now let's go to the main story. Yes. So we find out that our hero Sarah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and say her name as many times as possible because they I think they say it two times in the movie. Sarah yeah. is a psychiatrist, and we see her with like she only apparently has one client, and this guy is upset because he got a divorce or something he feels he everyone... got a divorce from his wife although they say his ex-wife's name a lot too which yeah. i thought was weird so we i know his ex i know this random client's ex-wife's name is ariana but uh-huh. i don't know any of the other members of the story because they don't say it enough yeah and so he's always talking about her and just droning on and on you can tell she's bored so we look they establish she's a psychiatrist there's not really much to that story we're just seeing that she's a psychiatrist yeah. Then next she's a psychiatrist it, that supposedly does stuff out of her house. So I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. we learned that later that her therapist office is in her house, which is very bizarre. So okay, so then all right, 
Now it's time for the Halloween party, all right? And they show up, and she dresses as, like, an old-timey witch. Like, witch hat. And by the way, this is a costume party. Everybody is in costume. In fact, including Matt, who's there as a fireman, right? Yes. He is He is in costume. Everyone at this party is in costume. And uh, Sarah is there as a witch, okay? Yes. So finally, you know, she's just so bored of this party. She wants to go home, but Lacey, I think is her name, doesn't want to go home. She's having fun. She met well, you guy. think that she's going to be with Colin, but then no, it's this rando dude. Oh, yeah, that he's like gross looking. <laughs> that just like looks like Igor. Yeah. That she's like, oh, I really think there's something. It's just like they all they're doing is just staring and waving at each other. Yeah. There's nothing going on. So she's like, okay. So then she, mm-hmm. so Matt goes outside. Mm-hmm. to hang out in outside and then she goes outside like shortly after yeah because she just and... wants to find a place to sit down and quiet yeah and yeah. Remember, she's dressed as a witch okay mm-hmm. and matt who by this point and let's start let's stop here and talk before we get to the meet cute we did miss a scene with his mom where his mom pulls him aside and says listen you're 35 oh. years old you're this gonna, was such a confusing scene. Yeah, you're 35 years old. You're going to be 36 soon, and you have no prospect of marrying another witch. You need to get married, or you'll lose your powers when you turn 36. And he's like, "Well, there's no one for me to marry." And she goes, "We've already set it up. You're going to marry Lizzie, who is." And he's like, "Oh, but I grew up with her. She's like a sister to me because she's a member of one of the other family. You know, the three witch families." Colin yeah. is the son of one of them. Lizzie is the daughter of one of them. The one, and then Matt is the the son of one of them. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not feeling it. But then they are like, I guess we're just going to get married to each other. I want to stop here and say something. And this gets reinforced many times throughout this movie when they talk about how because the point is the parents want to get married because not only will they lose their powers, but there's a fear that the that the race of witches will run out and they need a lot of witches. They want them to have witch yes. kids. This is 100% a metaphor for marrying white, your, like white people should marry within their own race. Yes. Did you get this? The way? Yes. The way? Well, I was yeah. going to talk about that. I was going to talk about that and I was going to talk about the barista. Yes. Because the barista... So who are the two most annoying people in the whole yes. entire show? Yes. The, the two, two black color. women. Yes. The barista is black and she's a terrible employee. Yes. And the, the best friend is an annoying, desperate white uh, woman who can't find a job. And is self-involved. And the only, yeah. And the only reason why she found a job was because the woman had powers and said, oh, you'll be able to find a job. Yeah. So, uh... <sighs> So anyway, but anytime that this conversation between Lizzie and Matt or Matt talks to Sarah or Colin, anytime the conversation about getting married within the within the witch community, all you have to do is put in white and it sounds like two white supremacists having a conversation about how they have to marry another white person because you have to have white kids. Yes. And then there's like, and then they, they say, so the only thing I will say is that it's a really confusing way that they go about it because you think that they're still having a conversation about the business, but then you realize halfway in, they're having a conversation about him marrying, him dating Lizzie. Yeah. And, and you're like, wait, what? And then you realize, oh, so they really are witches. Cause you're still, I'm, you're still not a hundred percent on yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. They never and really then know. you're like, 
Oh, they are witches. Oh, there's a coven. There's a fa- there's three families. Oh, yeah. there's a, a committee yeah. of witches. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like the way that they do this is so piecemeal. Yeah. And so then they say, she, he goes, Matt goes, I don't want to date Lizzie. He goes, well, you're not getting the mom goes, well, you're not going to date her. You're going to marry her. And then he goes, oh, yeah. Well, if I, after I'm 35, if I haven't met my, my, if I haven't married, I lose my powers. Yeah. And so then he meets up the, I'm just getting, sorry, I just need to get to the plot so I can get to my point. But then he meets up with Lizzie and then Lizzie goes, Matt goes, do you really want to marry me? And Lizzie just kind of goes, like nobody really, like it would be one thing if Lizzie was like, yeah, I'm in love with you. I want to marry you. I've always loved you. And then there were stakes, but no, there's no stakes. She doesn't really want to marry him. He doesn't really want to marry her. They have to get married because they say that their powers are, uh, you know, will be taken away. Mm -hmm. Then like maybe 10 minutes later, we found out, we find out that we don't even know if that's true. There has never been a case of a, of a witch or warlock having their powers taken away. So we have no idea if that's true. Yeah, yeah. The mom says, I think that's an old wives tale. You're right. So there are no stakes. Okay. So um, the, they, but that's the, see, the thing that I don't understand is why do they need to solve the pro? Like, it's like, why do you need to solve it so fast? Yeah. That's what I don't understand. All right. Next. So now we're at the meet cute still. I've, I've set you up that he, cause then we also learned, and this is a whole other conversation. Sarah is dating a guy. But he lives in Switzerland and only comes out two or three times a year. And he works on the Hadron Hadron Collider. I don't know how you say it, right? Yeah. And he comes out two or three times a year. Um, we never learn anything about that relationship, whether she's happy in it, whether she's disappointed in it. She, it just we just learn nothing, right? The only thing we learn about that relationship is apparently he keeps his work computer on. Uh, either Zoom or FaceTime at yeah. all times. Yeah. And and it never so, asks him whether he wants to answer the call. It just yeah. automatically answers the call. Yeah. It just automatically answers the call. And he's so annoyed with her. And uh and she he's also looks like he's twenty four. Um but I will say one of the funniest things I there were a couple of funny moments in this movie. I will say that. And one of the funny moments to me, and I don't think this was intentional, but mm-hmm. they meet, so they meet in this back, backyard yes. grotto. Uh-huh. And we'll, we'll, you'll probably get to the whole conversation that they have beforehand. Yeah. But, but she, so I forgot how it st- goes, but she, she starts asking, she asks him if he's, she, he's seeing anyone. He says, well, I'm kind of engaged, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be. And she's like, oh, well, we got to talk about this. So how about I'll get the wine and you get the blankets? And he's like, great. So then he grabs a blanket and you think that they're going to like either put it on the ground and lay on it or they're going to cover up his. No, he puts the blanket on himself. Yeah. He just wraps himself in a blanket and that's it. And there's no reason why. (laughs) I just thought it was so funny that he (laughs) never once offers to give this woman any of her his blanket no here's the other thing too that doesn't get played up enough here but it's and there may be a reason for this is not entirely clear i'll tell you what i think the reason might be so like i said she's dressed up as a witch they're at a costume party for halloween and matt for some reason when he's about to date rape her yes is under the impression that she's a real witch. 
Well, so basically what happens is is he touches her elbow, but yeah. nothing happens. Yes. So he goes he's so he what he does is he he uh turns the bowl of M&M's green. Yes. Because he's like I want to make sure I still have powers. Mhm. So then he ha- he goes, well, would you like uh, some M&Ms? And she looks at him like, you just poisoned those M&Ms. So it was, but then what, another thing what was, is that it was like, I didn't know she was really a witch. Yes, you Because don't know. she kind of right. was super suspicious about, in the beginning, and it was like, she, you know, okay, so his magical powers aren't working on mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. She she says, you know, uh, she says, oh, I, I, um, uh, Mm-hmm. You know, I, I brought my own. Like, she knew that, that he was using his magical powers. Yeah. She, he goes, so you are a witch. And she goes, oh, yeah, I'm a witch. And then she goes, what's your power? He goes, I can fly. And so I'm starting to think, oh, maybe she is a witch. But then it's like, okay, well, she's obviously not a witch. <laughs> Towards the end, you go, okay. But it was just one of those things where it was like, is she? Like, they just, they have these, like, open-ended things that I think they think is cute. But it's really just confusing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, yeah, because you wonder too, is she a witch and we don't know it? Or I was, yeah. I was thinking too, maybe she is a witch and she doesn't know it. It's very, very confusing. And then. Well, we learn later that that's the case. She's, no, she's a witch. Not a and witch. She don't know. It. She's like some sort of weird other thing that's not a witch. Well, she's, she can, like, she's essentially like a leech. She can yeah. she can take the pat on the powers of other yeah. witches that she's around. So then they talk the whole night until it's morning. Right? Yes, they talk till 7 a.m. Uh-huh. And they only drink two bottles of wine, which yeah. I'm not a drinker. But I feel like if you're talking till 7 a.m., wouldn't you be drinking more wine than just two bottles? Like, yeah. that seems like a lot. No, and and like a lot. there's also this thing, too, with, like, wine is great at night, you know? Yeah. But at a certain point, I don't know what time it is. Probably, I would, I'm going to guess here, somewhere in the 3 to 4 in the morning range. It starts to become not fine, right? So they, yeah. at seven in the morning, they're like, "Oh my god, the sun is out!" Like they, they didn't realize, right? And well, then, they pour two full bottles of they pour two full glasses of wine, and then realize that the sun is out. Yeah, and at seven in the morning, wouldn't you be like, "I'm not having a glass of wine at seven in the morning"? Yeah, like. I just thought it was crazy, and they're also on an uncomfortable park bench, and they yeah. haven't re- realized, and. uh and no and one's so, come out in the middle and said, like, guys, the party's over. What are you doing? Yeah. Colin hasn't been like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to bed. And like Lace- I haven't noticed people leaving. And then also what a horrible friend. Lacey just leaves. Yeah. So uh so then they agree. So then they agree because she's dating somebody, Sarah's dating somebody in Switzer in Switzerland. Yeah. And uh, he's supposedly going to be married to somebody that um, they don't want to exchange numbers. They're just going to hug and then go their separate ways and just let that night be that night. Like, Mm -hmm. let it be a perfect night. So then, of course... He, they immediately kiss. (laughs) We're going to hug. No funny business. And then they immediately kiss. Mm -hmm. And um, then Sarah leaves... And uh, he goes, oh, well, should I give? Should I drive you back to your house? Because mm-hmm. she has a client at 8 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it's 7. And she goes, no, I'll, I'll be okay. I'm just going to fly on my broomstick. So then I was like, well, is she, is she a witch? Like, mm-hmm. it just was like, what is this story? 
So then she goes outside of the house and it's now 11 o'clock in the, in the morning because it's so sunny. They went from dusk to like mid afternoon so quickly. And she, uh, she, she's called, she's looking at Ubers and the closest Uber is 36 minutes away. Yeah. And so she's like, oh man, I wish I could just snap my fingers and a taxi would show up. And as soon as she snaps her fingers, a taxi shows up. And who's ordering a taxi? Yeah. And she doesn't ask any questions. She doesn't go, oh, how did you get here? Where did you cut? You know, what, you know, nothing. She just Mm -hmm. goes, oh, there's a taxi. Yeah. So, so yeah. then, okay. So then what happens? Uh, the mute cute ends. And then, um, let me see. I wrote here. I have here, they're still talking at seven in the morning and she hasn't picked up that he has magical powers. And also, in the entire time, and this is actually true, the entire time, and it, it, he, somebody brings this up later. I think Matt brings it up later. He never asks her a goddamn question about herself. He doesn't know no. she's a psychiatrist. He doesn't, she doesn't, he doesn't know her last name. He doesn't know he's a psychiatrist. He said, so they go, what'd you talk about? He said, oh, we talked about our families, our, her grandma. So the entire time, what we can gather they talked about was the fact that she's dating somebody from Switzerland. Mm-hmm. He's engaged to somebody he doesn't want to be engaged to. Mm-hmm. He, his, he loved his father, but he died. Yeah. And her grandmother, apparently. Mm-hmm. And those are the three things. And they spent like, presumably, let's say, Let's just be liberal and say they spent about eight hours yeah. talking. That's lib. That's a very not liberal. That's a very conservative amount yeah. of time. Yeah. Because they were the if they were talking from seven a.m. to possibly like ten a.m. Mm-hmm. like or ten p.m. There's no way that they. I mean, what were you know? Mm-hmm. Were they rehashing the same stories? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and, but, the, and, and yeah, how many stories can you tell about his grandparents and stuff like that? And, and then, yeah, at a certain point, there's just a lot of information that doesn't come up. I'm gonna argue that he's just so full of himself that he never asks her a goddamn question about him herself. Yeah. You know? So, okay. So then, we leave that, they go their respective ways, and I'm gonna kinda jump ahead a lot, because then here's the, where the, the movie takes a weird turn. I would say now, at this point, the remaining 40% of the movie is the same stuff repeated over and over again. And Lori, tell me if I'm wrong here, but a lot of it is different scenes of her going like, oh my God, I have these... Because what you find out is when they kiss, you find out that something happened where like his magical power... She started to basically suck his magical powers out of them and, and get these magical powers herself and so uh, the remain i'm going to say for the next 30 to 40 minutes of the movie it's just alternating scenes of her going like whoa i have these powers and him and him going like my powers aren't working and then like little things will happen like there's a scene when they're having a wedding planning scene there are a couple of scenes actually the one in the office and a wedding planning scene where they obviously don't have a lot of money for special effects. So, like, in the office, like, some cups fall down when he slams his hand on the table. And then um, uh, when they're at the wedding planning scene in the backyard, he gets angry and, and then, like, some papers fly. Like, as if, like, a strong gust of wind came and they're like, 
wow, he's really pissed off. Yeah, he's really upset. Also, they never show any high emotions other than the father, who's just at a 10 the whole time, angry because he says he's going to be, his business is going to be taken over. But they never really show any emotion. And so I love how when they're later on, they're like, well, we could tell you were seriously upset. It was like, I don't think he. Uh, Yeah, I never got that impression either. Yeah. Also, one of the things that I thought was crazy was this is a old, old, family of rich white people who are also witches Mm -hmm. they are having the wedding in what looks like a meth house backyard Mm -hmm. meth labs backyard yeah and it's supposedly supposed to hold 63 people yeah like i was like why can't we find a dining hall why can't we find like just rent out a space like we have money they own this juice business why not use the giant company? I mean, you're obviously saving space on office space because you have Matt jammed into the corner of a of an yeah. office. So yeah. just use the office space. But but you know what's weird before going to this? It's just a weird moment in this scene. Because remember I told you guys, there are three families. Supposedly they're all really, really close and they swarm this company together. There's a scene where we see the mom and then Colin's dad and mom talking about the business and the juice thing again. Who cares, right? But they're talking in the front yard of the house. And then she, and then the, uh, Matt's mom says, okay, well, I gotta go. I have, um, the other mom from this other family in the backyard. And I'm like, you don't, you fucking bitch, you don't invite them in your goddamn house? Yeah. That was so I'd say, weird. Like, Our other good friend is in the backyard. Why don't you come in? And we're all because we're all good friends. Why don't we talk, right? Yeah, that was. Weird. It would be if like Jay Ellis was here, and you came by to visit me, Lori, and I just was like, "Yeah, just stay in the front yard. Uh, I gotta go." Jay Ellis is in the backyard. Yeah, what, what do you think? That's weird? I don't want. You, I don't want you to come out. I don't want you. Go, I don't want him to see you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just yeah, yeah. want. I just want to go. You know. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, and so then, um, I wrote here if. They have magical powers, just something them. I don't know what that means. Um, and then the whole thing about looking at the books and the Colin's dad doesn't want him to look at the books of the other company. And he's really mad if they do. Well, because um, he's saying that the, the, then that means that they're going through with the merger. And so mm-hmm. he thinks that means that they're going to take over his company, his, 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 which is their other, all of their company, which yeah. again, doesn't make sense. But so, um, so then, so it's basically just a combination of Sarah finding out that she has powers and Matt finding out that he's losing his powers. One of my, one of my, the funniest moments to me was when he uh, goes up to Lizzie mm-hmm. and tells her that he met a girl at the, you know, at the party and she's in like what looks like a corporate break room, <laughs> uh, like, mixing uh, a green drink with in cauldrons like a single, and pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah. With pumpkins in a single blender. Yeah. And I love how she goes, she goes, I'm carrying my weight in the, in the, with this wedding. And she motions to the blender. Like that's somehow, <laughs> that's somehow part of the yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. It was just like, what, what, what weight are you doing? And it was like, I wanted to be like, first off, your her, his mom is doing most of the planning. Yeah, and yeah, the parents are doing most of the planning. They're they're the one. Like, remember when the scene when when she goes in the backyard and says, "I'm going to go with the mom." 
the mom literally just uses magic to decorate the backyard. And she's like, oh, you're so talented. I'm like, well, you could do the same thing. All she did yeah. was raise some ropes up with magic. And it wasn't even, like, that good. No. Like, that's what I'm saying is it's not like they, like, they didn't, like, it's like you, if you have those kinds of powers, yeah. why aren't you, like, making your, your backyard into, yeah. like, a, like, a lavish you know, Harry Potter style. Dining yeah. Dining or wouldn't you live somewhere? Like, or wouldn't you get your powers and make yourself like, instead of making juices, let's talk about the FDA here. Wouldn't you make this amazing vitamin supplement that cured all disease? You would be a cajillionaire. If yes. you were this pharmaceutical company that invented this medicine that it cured cancer, it cured uh COVID-19, right? Like, imagine if it was this happened now, right? And Trump's like, we need a vaccine, right? And I don't know why I did my Bill Clinton impression for Trump, right? And then yeah. he, they go at him like, listen, President Trump, we're yeah. the witches. We will solve, we will, here is the potion. This is the vaccine. It is a cure for COVID-19, you know? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Well, and they say something in the, in the movie. They, they did a throwaway. Mm-hmm. That at some point, I forgot where, where it was, but they were like, oh, yeah, we can't do too much or else people will start getting suspicious. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, you mean like creating a green drink that cures colds? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like- well, that's the other thing, too, is like if you think about it, I know we're going back to this. Colin's dad, who, against their family's good with numbers, I would have been like, later, suckers, I'm going to start my own fucking juice company. I'm going to bottle it. Yeah, I don't understand why he, yeah, it was, it's, but uh, anyways, so, uh, I was going to say this before, but I just, I just remembered, I've just checked my notes. I feel like the, the, her client is like a ver- a version of an incel. Like he's always like, ah, I, I went on a date with this girl and she found me so boring. I don't know what I'm going to do. She thought I was, she didn't even, she looked right through me. She thought I was invisible. <laughs> like, okay, dude. Uh, but anyway, so. Um, and then he sees her pen float. She does something and her pen starts floating. Yeah. I want, do, are you ready to talk about that moment? Uh, are you, are, yeah. Are we ready to talk about the fact that she doesn't see her pen floating? That she just is so. <laughs> oblivious to her periphery yeah that she doesn't even notice when a pen is floating yeah okay so what happens everyone's she's talking remember she we only we see her in it with her client multiple times but it's always the same client with the same problem right yes and and one of the early times where she's realizing she has magical powers that probably might be the one of the first times she realizes it is she turns around when she's talking to him and her pen floats in the air and yes. the, the client is like, oh, my God. And then she turns around. Her pen's not floating. He's like, I just saw your pen floating, right? And what's funny is any normal person, and I'm not a fucking psychiatrist, would be like, okay, cuckoo bird, right? You know? But yeah. not her. She starts to go, well, I guess my pen did float. Well, but to be fair, she she did say that. She she was like that in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then when and then later on she said, "But he's never had any hallucinations before, mm-hmm. so I don't know why he would hallucinate now." 
Yeah. Like, you know, the fact that he hasn't hallucinated in the past apparently means that he, you know, he could never, he could never have hallucinated at some point. So I, I, I thought that I kind of believe, I will say I kind of believe that part, okay. to be honest with you. But I did think it was weird that she didn't notice her pen and didn't notice it fall. Like it hit the table and you could hear it thud and she didn't yeah. even hear it. No, she didn't hear it at all. So I, yeah, I thought it was weird. But, um, so she makes her friend disappear for 30 seconds. Nothing <laughs> yeah. happens to her friend. No, yeah, they have my friend. She accidentally calls her boyfriend. Uh, and he's like, why are you calling me? She's like, I didn't call you. I just, and there's, yeah. There's no real, like, issue there. It's just like, oh, I'm busy. Well, I didn't really mean to call you. Well, you did. So, mm-hmm. you met, you know, you did call me. Well, no, I didn't. No, well, you did. Like, that was the argument back and forth. Yeah. And uh, and then, so then we get to, uh, so then Matt goes to his mom <coughs> and says something's happening. Yeah. And she does. Uh, she does a, uh, she takes out her fondue pot and does, uh, <laughs> does some magic yeah. and finds that it's not anything bad. It's not dark magic, which again, it's like, it would have been cool if it was dark magic. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's, great. It's like, oh, is it dark? It might be dark magic. No, it's not dark magic. Um, it's like, you know. Some other magic, and yeah. so they have to figure out what it is, and then they can't, you know, they mm-hmm. can't, they finally figure out that it's the girl. So, basically what happened is, is he 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 kissed this woman, and he mm-hmm. must be so in love with this woman that he, like, transported his powers into her. Uh-huh. So, he, uh, they have to find this woman, but he doesn't know anything about her other than mm-hmm. her name's Sarah. He yeah. knows that she has patients, but he doesn't yeah. know if she's a nurse or a doctor. Which, by the way, let's cut to the end where we find out where they get a clue. I won't say how, but they get mm-hmm. a clue that they need to look for a therapist. Yeah. Right? And then there's that whole, like, comedy routine where they're like, what? We need to get. We need to sign you up for a therapist. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, but then I, Colin. I have a lot to say about that scene. Yeah, uh huh. Colin immediately recalls a friend of his who has a friend who's a therapist and or a psychiatrist, and goes, "Oh, let me get in touch." You don't think? Well, I don't understand why Colin was like my friend who's a who has a friend who's a psychiatrist. She has patients. Like that Lori, could have easily have solved it. Lori, we talked about this twenty minutes ago. He talked to her for like eight hours, right? And yes. it never came up that she was a psychiatrist. No, never once. Like what? She? You don't think at some point? Like I've talked to people for twenty minutes, and I go, "What do you do? What do you do for a living?" Yeah. So, uh, so they finally find. So, okay. So they have to do. Uh, so they do this this thing where they try and trace her power, like where she's been using magic mm-hmm. and it, it take they're like, Oh, it's going to take me an hour to get all my, get all my supplies. And it's, it's a very dangerous thing. And then it's just sort of like blowing dust on a, on a map. Yeah. And then <laughs> all these black lines slide up. Yeah. Which means it, nothing. It doesn't, it doesn't help at all. No, no help whatsoever. So then they have to summon <laughs> um, the grandmother. Yeah. Who is actually a really funny actress. She was in uh, King of Queens, and I really like her. Uh-huh. And she has, like, a weird uh, thing 
where she's like trying, she keeps trying to give them clues so they can guess as to what she's asking them. Yeah. But they're so oblivious that they have no idea. Yeah. So she just ends up having to tell them what it is. Yeah. And, but but why? But my question is, why couldn't she just tell them? Oh, it's a therapist named Sarah. Yeah. Well, she said she goes. You got to go go to the person who helps people. Uh, um, um uh, wizard. Yeah. Go in the human world. Go to the person yeah. who helps other humans. Uh, I don't know. Uh, everybody just goes. Uh. <laughs> oh, and can we? Can we uh, say this? The two people who I legit thought were brother and sister for a majority of the movie. Yes, yes. I thought they were brother and sister. The way Colin, I know you're talking about. (laughs) Yes. So when when it comes out that like um, uh, Matt has to marry Lizzie. Yes. He asks Colin, well, several times it's coming up, but he also asks Colin to be his best man. And several times Colin's like, listen, man. I love you, but don't ever mess around on her. Like, it, yeah. he, it sounds like they're brother and sister. I thought they were brother and sister most of the movie. You're right. I thought that they, I thought he was just being like a brother. He yes. was like, and when he asked him to be best man, he's so stoked. He's like, yeah, I'd love to. Like, that'd yeah. be great. And I'm going to chase you down, man. If you run away, I'm going to chase you down. And I'm going to make you marry her. Yeah. And, you know, because that's my duty as best man. And then, you know, and then Lizzie towards the end of the movie tells mm-hmm. uh tells Matt, you know, I always thought Colin and I would get married and you would be our kids' godfather. And Matt goes, "Oh, you're in love with Colin." And Lizzie's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Wait, aren't they brother and sister?" <laughs> so then uh so then he goes, Matt goes, you got to tell, you got to tell Colin. Yeah. So then when they go to summon her, the grandmother, yeah. Matt goes, Hey, I think Lizzie likes you to Colin, which yeah. is like, Hey dude, that's Lizzie's business. What are you doing? Uh, also Lizzie's standing right there. That, like <laughs> that. I wrote this in a note. They are constantly doing it. It happens in a board meeting, right? Yes. We're in a board meeting. I think it's the board meeting with uh, Colin and like people will be three feet from them in the board meeting, and they'll have seemingly very private conversations. Like it's like okay, well I guess uh, we're meeting about this juice business. Anyway, uh, Lori, what's going on uh, with you and Star? I heard I don't, you don't want anybody to know, but I heard you got her pregnant. Yeah, I did. I got it. I see. I was jacking off this homeless guy, <laughs> and then I I didn't wash my hand, and I went up. I went over to Stars, and I yeah. fisted her, and I got her pregnant. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Everyone should know. The, everyone in the boardroom is like two feet away from there, but they have these converse, these private yeah. conversations. And then and then I would go, "Excuse me, private conversation." <laughs> uh, what I love is that board meeting when uh, so Colin Colin sits in for Matt. Because for some reason he can't show up to the board meeting where they're deciding whether or not they're going to go ahead with the merger. Yeah, for so some reason Col- it's like an emergency for her to him to go find the psychiatrist right there. Oh, okay. Oh, I know why it is. Because then Colin realizes his friend is friends with a psychiatrist, and he says, which makes no sense. I don't like. I don't know this at all. I'm friends with her. Let me call her. Yeah. And set up an appointment with you for her. Yeah. And why do they have to do this big facade that he's a, a client in a lot of trouble? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Also, what I thought was funny was that 
he she's been harping on this guy matt sarah has been like meanwhile while she's dealing with her crazy problems she'll just randomly go i'm thinking about matt well then her best friend goes i have a client his name's matt he needs to come in for a meeting and she's like okay yeah (laughs) no not once goes i wonder if that's the matt that i know colin who had that halloween party said his friend matt who is having a lot of problems right now he needs to see you right away as 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 a patient like wouldn't you? Wouldn't I mean? Wouldn't he just say, "Listen, this guy"? Like, there was so why? Why did there yeah. have to be a thing? It didn't. It, it didn't make any sense. So then, uh, so so then uh, uh, they go to the board meeting. So Matt's not there. Colin's sitting in. Yeah. And uh, the 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 father and him get into like a little spat and everything. Colin's and that, father. Yeah. Colin's father and him get into a spat, and then you find out that Colin's joining the company again. He's coming back to the company. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that kind of boils over, but then there's just like a solid 30 seconds of like the each individual, like Colin and Lizzie, and then across from them is his dad and his mom. Mm-hmm. And then to the side, to the right of them is uh, Lizzie's mom and dad. And they're all separately having conversations with their respective partners and nobody's talking. And then it just ends. And you're like, so did they merge? Like, what's their vote? Yeah, actually, you're right. They're, they never resolved that. You're <laughs> yeah, right. I, just, I was just like, they just start talking to their respective partners. Just like, so what happened? <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Well, so, yeah. Here's another thing, too. There's a scene around this time where, you know, now uh, Sarah's starting to be aware that she has these magical powers. And now we're back with the client. Yes. And she decides, you know what? I'm done. And she like says like she she like makes him freeze in his tracks. Right? Yes. Puts a spell on him. He's frozen. But he can hear her. Yes. And she goes, she says to him, look, your ex-wife is essentially like your ex-wife is gone. Sometimes things don't work out. You're a good person. She's a good person. It's time to move on. The speech is something like that, correct? Yes, yes. And she goes, do you understand? And he goes, yes. And I'm like, you couldn't have just told him that without putting him under a spell? Like, why did he need to be under a spell for you to tell him that? Well, he, she had said that to him many times. And he'd always be like, no, I'm a terrible person. And I'm, I'm, she left me because she hates me and all that stuff. But then what I would what I thought you were going to go is oh, that okay. he's not a good person. He's a shitty, he's a boring, shitty person. All yeah. he does is mope and complain about stuff. And so I would have I been like, hey, you sad sack of shit. Stop, yeah. You know, stop being a downer. Yeah. You know, stop being a Dante Downer and just freaking, you know, nut up and move on with your life. It's funny. I'm looking at my note right here. Why does Matt... Oh, I love how Matt says Lizzie likes Colin right in front of her, which is what you just said right here. Yeah. Uh, And then Lizzie just looks up and smiles at him. And then apparently they're in love now. Yeah. When they've not... they I You never knew that that was the case. If anything, I was like, oh... I thought Lizzie was in love with Matt the entire time. I thought you were going to find out that Lizzie yes. really did love Matt yeah. and was upset that Matt didn't love her the way that she loved him. Mm-hmm. But no. So then he, so Matt shows up to this, to the, her office, to her house. Mm-hmm. And they essentially have like their pre meeting in yeah. her kitchen, mm-hmm. which was weird. Yeah. And, She's like, just so you know, this is like anything you say is a safe space Uh and all this stuff. So cut to the chase, like blah, 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 weird flirtiness. Uh 
he tells her he's a warlock Mm -hmm. and that they have somehow switched powers. And she just laughs for a weird amount of time. Yeah. Like he's a crazy person. Yes. When to me, I would have been like, oh, that explains so much. That's why I was, that's, I wrote that note. She's been, she's had all of a sudden she's had magical powers. Yes. And he's, and by the way, she's told no one. She has told no one, no one she had magical powers, right? Yes. And now he comes in and says, I think you've been going through some weird shit right now. I'm a warlock. I Do you have my powers? And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> you crazy person. You crazy. Oh, by the way, we, we haven't even talked about right before this. She broke up with her boyfriend for no apparent reason. Yeah, she goes, and he's still busy. He's like, hey, babe. Like, she couldn't go through the appropriate channels of calling him. She had to magically summon him. And he's like, hey, what do you need? And she's like, I got to tell you something, Alex. And then, you know, breaks up with him. Yeah. Um. So, but I will say there, the, uh, there was a funny moment where they realized that he, you know, he goes, I'm no longer engaged. And she says, well, I'm no longer, I no longer have an Alex, which I thought was a little lame. Mm-hmm. But and she goes, she goes, okay, so what's next? And it looks like they're going to kiss. And she, he goes, well, it might seem weird, but I need to call my mother. Yeah. Which I thought, I legit thought that was funny. That was good, yeah. So <laughs> they call the mom. And then I did think it was a little funny where they're just sort of staring at each other. And the mom is like, you know, going through menopause. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like. Mm-hmm. And she brings her fondue pot. Yeah. And she's like doing the the hymnal or whatever. Yeah. And they touch hands and apparently he gets his powers back. But then she still has powers. Mhm. And that's when the mom discovers that she's like an or- aurorist yes. or aurorist or something yeah. mm-hmm. where which it's a it's a magical being that can su- kind of suck the or not suck but like it it uh ha- it gains the powers of the witch that it's near. Okay. So, so anyways, so sometime later, they have a, a backyard party, which I'm assuming is on Halloween, mm-hmm. um, which it seems like it was like a weeks later. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was like, did they have this Halloween party in September? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it seems like it was like weeks went by and then they have this party so how, you know, when did they have that first Halloween party? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so they yeah, have the, Hall- yeah, they have the, yeah, I know what you're saying. Go ahead. So they had the hall, they have the meeting and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, they, um, you know, they, they, the, basically his, you don't meet anybody new, yeah, but yeah. it's essentially him introducing Sarah to his family and, Lizzie and Colin are engaged. Yes. Uh, which they've never, you know, they just barely started dating and they're engaged. Yeah. And then call, uh, the, uh, Matt's mom says, Oh, um, my, uh, my son's fiance. Well, they're not engaged, but it's any day now. <laughs> but then you find out later that they haven't even been on a first date. No. So it's like, what, what are you talking about any day now? So, um, so, so then they kiss mm-hmm. and then like it, you know, like magic sparks and stuff and then it ends, right? Or is yeah. there anything else? Yeah. Well, the ends. one thing I want to say is they're really, I mean, there's basic like music playing 
uh, in the just plain, but they're dancing. But it's, like, it's not music you would dance to. No. Well, it was one of those things where, again, it was like they start dancing and then all of a sudden like a random score starts happening. And mm-hmm. my aunt was like, did somebody like pay for this end score? Like it was just a random. Yeah. So it was weird. But yeah, so they kiss and then uh, and then they're like, you know, in love and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then it's just sort of like but like <clears throat> nothing happens. You know, the committee, they all, they talked the whole time about how this committee or whatever it was called, Mm -hmm. uh, voted that they need to do, that Lizzie and Matt needs to get married. They don't get married. Nothing happens. They don't get kicked out of the coven or anything. Mm -hmm. They don't lose their powers. Well, they they also make it seem like this committee is like, uh, uh, really mean, but then all of a sudden they're the nicest people ever. Yeah. They're totally fine and accepting of everybody. Yeah. So, which, you know, is another metaphor for white people. Yeah. So, we're totally fine. Yeah, that's why they were accepting of her, because she's white. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting one. I would say the acting, I, the writing was terrible. The acting was better. Way, way better than the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the um, There were some moments where I legit laughed. And uh, the story was just didn't have any stakes to it. It mm-hmm. just it 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 the sh- it opened up so many different avenues mm-hmm. where if they had gone in any of those routes, it would have been a, a like a such an interesting show. Yeah, but they didn't do it at all. So, mm-hmm. well, here's my question: is so because what I was going to say is overall, all right, overall, um. I would give, I would say actually this movie, now maybe, I don't want, I didn't want to talk about the presidential election right now, but I will say this, is what I'll say. We don't know who the president is yet, and it's been kind of stressing me out, right? And so I found this movie an amazing escape from that. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, yes. So I'm almost wondering if I like this movie more than I usually would have, because it's so light and like carefree and no stakes. Like, in other words, in this instance, the no stakes was a good thing, you know? And, yes. And uh, I, uh, I I think that um, overall, I'm not, you know, because we just ripped on it for an hour and 15 minutes. But I would say, actually, I really liked that. I didn't want to say I really liked it. I liked it way more than I thought I would have. And that's actually why I'm saying, for the next movie, we have to make sure we get a Hallmark movie. Yes. Yeah, because this one was clear. This clearly was like just like a low budget movie that they just made to like sell to Netflix or something. Uh, but which means it was it didn't have as many plot holes as some of the other movies we talked about. So we need to make sure the next one, which will make it a Christmas movie, is a Hallmark Christmas movie because we know it will be stupid. I wish I wish every movie could be Home for Harvest. Yes. You know what? I know what it is. I got it. I got it. I got it. I already figured it out. I need to find the writer of Home for Harvest, right? And see what other movies he's written or her she's written, right? And then that's probably going to be a good sign of where to go with this. That's that, Do you see what I'm saying? You, you're picking up what I'm yes, dropping? Yes, I'm pe- picking it up. Because, okay, the writer is Patrick McBreardy. And he's written, he's a producer. Oh, he did Christmas by Chance, Mistletoe Magic, A Very Corgi Christmas. Oh, Santa's Castle. Oh, Mistletoe Magic. After this, okay, we have some to, uh, from friend to fiance. 
Christmas catch. Okay, we a very country Christmas. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to do this. All right, Laurie, final 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 judgment on this movie. I would give it a C plus. Yeah, you know what? I thought I I'm thought in, that it was it was, you know, middle of the road. I'm going to so. I'm in the same boat as you. I'm going to give it a C plus. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we call it a day there? We'll see you guys next time on uh, when when two fat gays talk shit on uh, Hallmark movies. <laughs> Hallmark Hallmark ish movies, I guess. Hallmark ish. Hallmark related movies. All right. We'll see you next time. <laughs> it's the title so long. Yeah, two fat gay. I wonder if it can last as long as the intro until it kicks in. Two fat gays talk shit on Hallmark movies and also movies that you think are Hallmark movies. But turn out to not be Hallmark. See you next time. Ah, oh, there we go.